This is Three Valleys Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewish Park. The heart is a blue. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. Space to win in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you'd found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you could lend a hand Turn for grace It's a beautiful day It's time for another Glover's Golden Oldie We look up one of our former heroes. Welcome to another Glover's Golden Oldie, and tonight we've had to head up to Manchester area to speak to none other than Mark Lynch. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Ace. Thank you very much for having me. It's all oh, good it's, to talk to you. It's a pleasure to get an ex Town player on the show, not to mention an ex Man United player. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, was obviously the bigger club of the two, yeah. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. More famous for that club than the other one. Yeah, of course you were. Um, born in 1981, um, where did you actually start? your footballing career was it at United in terms of the youth teams and what have you yeah so um, I was spotted playing for my local Sunday league team which we call Wimbledon Sports team, just uh, in South Manchester um, I was spotted for them playing for the under 11 side and um, was invited down to the cliff to train for four weeks on like a four week trial with the Centre of Excellence yeah and it all started from there after the four weeks I signed up and then it's kind of a rolling contract year by year until I finally left at the age of 22 so, so yeah there was um, 11, 11, 12 years that I knew yeah. yeah. Good. So, so how old were you when you sort of first signed on as a United youth player? Um, I was in my first year of high school, so I was 11 at the time. Right. Um, so I was, I've been playing for my Sunday league team for two seasons, my second season, um, and he spotted me just playing locally. Um, like I say, he invited me down and he went from there after the four weeks signed up. That was it. Never looked back. Seen plenty of players that came through the system kind of come and go, um, but I was one of the lucky ones to go pretty much all the way through. Yeah. And always played it right back? No. Um... I started on the wing. Um, I was always quick as a youngster. Um, went to United and then gradually kind of got moved back. Um, but on the wing, played centre midfield for them. And then we had a tournament up in Sunderland um, one year. This is under 14s level. Um, and the right back that we'd taken got injured and ended up filling in there. Um, did a decent enough job in his tournament, went on to win it. Um, and from then on, um, I was always known as a, a right back. I kind of got put there and then kind of... Um, changed my game and changed the way I play a little bit to suit to suit me playing there and I always did I always played there um, I think as my professional career went on so to speak um, I did move around in terms of positions I remember playing up in Scotland for St. Johnson on loan one mm. playing one of the games and playing behind the front two against Kilmarnock away so um, apart from striker and goalkeeper I think I played every position on the pitch at some point um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fair old achievement so, yeah I suppose it is uh, sometimes it can go against you having that versatility maybe I'd have been better off being known as you know an out and out right back which I, which I definitely was but mm. did have the ability to fill in the different positions as well 
Now, he only made one senior appearance for United against Deportivo La Coruña in the Champions yeah. League in March 2003. What was that like? It was a dream come true, right? You know, I'd um, spent my whole career wanting to make my debut for United. Um, it was kind of strange how it all came about. I'd been in and out that first-team squad that season, so training with, with the first-team on a, a more regular basis, travelling with the first-team, not so much involved in every match, but making a few benches and things like that. Um, and then it came round to, it was a European and it was one of the group competition games. Um, it, not sure if it was the last game of the group stages, but we'd already qualified, so it might have been the penultimate one. Um, and he took a youngish squad out to Deportivo, but I had no inkling that I'd be, be starting. Um, and then we trained uh, the Riathor Stadium uh, the night before the game, um, and we did a little bit of shake, we a little bit of pattern play, um, and I was involved in all of it. Uh, and after that, the gaffer pulled me and said, Lynch, you're starting tomorrow. I was like, wow, didn't expect it. Um, and to be fair, I did play young, a young side that night. There's a couple of debuts, a few of the young lads that have played a few games started as well. But we had a backbone of some real experience as well. Lauren Blanc, John O'Shea, uh, Giggsy played, Nicky Butt played, um, Phil Neville played as well. So, you know, there's, there's experience in the lineup too. Um, and it was just a great experience. It was everything I dreamed it would be and, and even more. Even I was unlucky enough to, I know you're going to mention it, score an OG on the night. but I was going to mention it. Something. Yeah, I thought like, <laughs> it's something that I'll always look back on with, you know, amazing fond memories even though you know people still rib me about the fact that you know you scored an OG on United and yes you look at it and think oh my god how did it happen but you know I, I played well in that game and yes that happened um, but off the back of it I didn't crumble I didn't shy away from it I still played the game after that and did well and he's off the back of that the gaffer gave me a new deal there so um, you know it was a night that I look back with on very with very fond memories um, I've actually got the video on my dad's house but I've not watched it for years and years so um, yeah great memories mate um, um, and standing out there, you know, from that Champions League music when it first started playing, it enough to shed, send shivers down anyone's spine. So it was always something that I dreamt of. And yeah, it was. It was, a, it was a great night, even though it did kind of have that OG in there. <laughs> we'll forget Which about we that. Which we won't mention, obviously. Well, we've mentioned it three times now, so let's not mention no, it well, anymore. Um, so what was it like playing for Sir Alex? I mean, that must have been uh, an experience in itself, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, I was a young lad growing up at the club. Um, I was never established. Um first team so obviously the, the dealings with the first teams have a more with Sir Alex and you know the, the players coming through but um, he was always great with me he was always great with the young lads um, if ever you needed time or if you needed anything the office door was always open even though you know, at the end of the day it was Sir Alex Ferguson hmm. um, you could always take time to knock on the door and you know, ask his opinion um, I remember there was uh, one time Chesterfield were trying to sign me on loan um, or trying to get me down to the club I can't remember the manager's name at the time but I was in the manager's office and his phone call came through and went oh it's uh, so and so from Chesterfield he'd like to speak to you um, like have a word with him about going out there on loan and I had the conversation with this manager um, and he actually was speaking about uh, me signing for the club mm. so I, I it really took me back took me back a little bit I didn't really expect it um, so anyway I finished the conversation with the, the manager from Chesterfield at the time and I told the manager he said what he was trying to sign you he said there's absolutely no way you're going to that club so he just shut the door on that deal straight away and you know, I was in his office for 30-45 minutes that day you know just talking to him he's talking about things and obviously had that phone call as well so hmm. He always looked after the young lads and, you know, if you were good and you could tell that, you know, you're looking to progress and do well at the club, then he always had time for you. Oh, well, that's nice to hear, really, isn't it? So you yeah, went out, definitely. You, well, we'll have a short break now for some of Lynch's wonderful musical choices. You're going to be absolutely knocked out with this lot, I can tell you. We're going to kick off with All My Life by KCI and JoJo. Never heard of him.
like my father, close to me like my sister, close to me like my brother. You are the only one, you my everything. And for you, the song I sing. KCI and Jojo. Nice one, Lynchy. You went out on loan uh, 2001, 2002 to St Johnston in Scotland. 20 appearances, yeah. so obviously getting a bit of experience there. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, it's my first real taste of first-team football. Uh, it was a difficult environment to work in at times. We, When I signed there, they were kind of rooted to the bottom of the league and hadn't won a game since... Uh, the start of the season they started really poorly the squad itself was a decent squad they had some talent um, they just appointed Billy Stark as manager who I think was um, he played for um, Sir Alex what is it Celtic um, if my memory serves me right um, and he was manager at the time and he spoke to the gaffer at United and um, the gaffer then spoke to me and said look would you fancy it um, it's a great chance to get first in football you'll play um, and I jumped to the chance um, so I went off to St. Johnston sign for them um, I think it was originally a three month loan but it was extended to the full season at the end mm. and I did learn a lot that year um, it wasn't all good it was a struggle at times mm. uh, being up there sometimes on my own Yeah, um, it was probably about a 
six to eight week period where I was living on my own. Yeah. Um, I did originally room with Alan Miller, who was a, a keeper at Blackburn at the time, mm. um, who had signed for them at the same time and enjoyed living with him because there was a little spell after that where I was on my own for quite a lot of it. So it's, it's something different. It's my first proper time away from home. Um, I was only, I think, 20. 1920 yeah. at the time I can't remember what year it was um, but it was you know a real learning curve in terms of you know living on my own being away from home um, but also in a footballing sense as well a million mm. miles away from Man United um, in terms of the football that they play and the size of the club so you know it was, it was a really good experience and something that stood me well later on in my career So then you went and signed for Sunderland on a free transfer Yes uh, 2004 yes Yeah uh, 2011 appearances um, yeah. Sunderland presumably then was still in the Championship were they or were they in League 1 yeah, um, it was a season. So we, when I went there, there, were, there was a season we were looking to obviously get promoted to the Premiership. Um, so it was Mick McCarthy that signed me at the time. Um, I'm not sure how long he'd been manager, but he kind of came in with uh, an idea of signing up-and-coming young talent. Um, and a lot of the players that they signed that year, you know, I keep in contact with. Um, there were lots of up-and-coming young talent at the time that he signed. Um, and it was, uh, the like I say, season we got promoted. Um, it was a great season up there. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Didn't play as much as I liked um, or as much as I would have liked to, but um, did enjoy living up there. I had some great friends, a really good club. It's a big club as well. And it, was a, it was a really good challenge. But yeah, I did enjoy it up there. What was he like, uh, Mick McCarthy? Because I had an occasion Mick. to have a conversation with him down at Yeovil and I found him hard work. Oh, no. No, not in any sense. Uh, made as a spade with Mick. If, mm. You know, he'll tell it how it, how it is. If you're being dropped, he'll tell you. If you're in the team, he'll tell you. Um, if you've been dropped, he'll tell you the reason why. You know, you, you're pretty straight batting with Mick. Um, he'll tell you exactly how it is. Um, but no, he's a good guy. Good guy to play for. Enjoy playing for him. Um, really real winning mentality at the club that season and did really well winning the championship and get promoted. So. Yeah, it was all good. I must have caught him on a bad day, I reckon. Possibly. <laughs> did you beat them by any chance? I can't remember now. To be honest, it's a fair way back. If he'd lost, I can imagine him being in a bad mood. Um, anyway, and then you moved on the hull and full of, no doubt, full of hope and uh, expectation, only to suffer a knee injury in the first minute. That must have been a yeah. bit of a downer. Um, some things are just sent to try and test you on the H. It's, um, <clears throat> it's scary how things work out at the time. Um, signed now the full pre-season they've gone really really well um, started the first game uh, first minute of the first game long ball over the top against QPR uh, ball's gone out of play and Paul Phil and comes straight down the back or straight through the back of me sends me sprawling and it was, uh, it was an injury that I'd had twice previously in my career so I'd done it once at United and once at Sunderland um, and it reoccurred when I was at Hull um, and then found myself out for six weeks yeah not the so best of not starts not an ideal start no home debut the club just been promoted it was their first game in the championship a lot the new signings were playing and less than a minute in hey, it was 19 seconds I think it was it was ridiculous um, yeah Paul Furlong comes straight through the back of me sends me crashing into the advertising boards and yeah out for six weeks so it wasn't an ideal start any stretch nothing, nothing malicious in it though Paul Furlong being Paul Furlong should we say that yeah <laughs> um, okay he Fair. went into I would imagine he went into show me he was there type thing probably not going to do me completely but um yeah, it, it wasn't a great injury to, to pick up at that time. Well, never been injured at any time, but um, it was certainly what he did caused it. So then you you came to uh, to Yeovil in two thousand and six. Gary Johnson signed you. Um, no, uh, Russell Slade signed me. Russell Slade signed you, did he? So Slade signed me. Yeah. Oh right, that's um, my just that he, It was the first season he taken over. He just signed uh, Mildy, Forbesy, um, a few others. Chrissy Cohen had just signed permanently. I think after his loan spell from West Ham. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. He was in fact, it was, it was Susan Lindy was there, and he got injured. Um, and I came in to kind of take his place while he had a, a longer-term injury. Right, um, right. So that was it. Yeah. How did you find Russell? Um, yes, um, got to play for. Um, I played the majority of the first season that was, that was there. Um, I had that reoccurring knee injury halfway through that season, which sent me back a little bit. Um, I remember coming back for yeah the playoff final. It was the playoff or the playoffs. I was back fit for the playoffs. Made the bench. And, um, Did you play in the playoff in the final? Playoffs. I came on. Came on with about twenty minutes left. Um, obviously, we didn't win against Blackpool, but it was great to go to Wembley. It was my first ever appearance there. So that first season went really well. Had a really close knit squad when I was there. Um, we all played for each other. We all knew our each each other's own strengths and so to speak um, and we had a really good season that year um, doing really well against the playoff final like I say um, but yeah it's just a shame that we didn't get promoted um, mm. which is a real shame um, and then the next season um, I think Lee Peltier came in on loan and he kind of took the right back berth the shame so um, he played most of that season so at the end of that year I think actually Peltz had gone back on loan at some point um, but at the end of the season I was um, yeah 
told no longer needed at Yeovil, which is a real shame. Right, it's time for some more music. And next up, we've got the Foo Fighters and Everlong. Foo Fighters there and Everlong. Yeah, I was off to Rotherham then after that. Harping back to the, to the Wembley trip, I will never, ever forget the bus ride back. Talk about a quiet bus, you could hear a pin drop. Do you remember it? Well, he just lost in the player final, eh, Johnny? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, a complete opposite to coming back from Forest after the semi-final. Oh, that God. was an absolutely pumping bus. Yeah, um, yeah it was, you know, yeah. like popping a balloon, isn't it? It's like taking a pin to a balloon when you mm. lose a playoff final. It's never going to be a nice journey home. So no, no, definitely not. Definitely it's always not, one of them. But, it's, uh, it's one of them games where you get the win, you get the loser. It's, it's a final at the end of the day. So there's always going to be someone coming away disappointed. And unfortunately, that was us on the day. It was sort of 
kind of my my first experience of a major game, but losing it because I'd had the I'd had the playoff, uh, not the playoff final, the um, FA Trophy back a few years yeah. back, and we won that. And then we had the yeah. the joy of going up from the from the conference up to the to the second division as it was then, and then up to yeah. the first division. So it was it was it was I noticed it. You know, it was it wasn't the best of trips, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, it was uh, the first kind of big game that you can recall that you, you lost in a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, football is it's it's all disappointments and you know it's all them highs and all them lows and um, that was a low day for us unfortunately, yeah. but a great achievement for the club you know getting all that way and oh, yeah. you know, a couple of seasons after them getting to the championship you know it's it was an unbelievable achievement for Oval Town to be in the championship and, and actually as you say you know the, now in the conference yeah the uh, the game against Nottingham Forest uh, you know that was such a high so you know a, a complete yeah. sort of transformation almost from from that to to the final and everybody went there for. Of, but it was interesting that after the game uh, people were looking back do you remember um, what position he'd, he'd had a real he, he was transferred for four million at some stage in his career then he came to us after a major injury lovely bloke I used to get on ever so well with him he said after the game that he felt do you remember we went to Wembley before the actual game and everybody was taking photographs and getting all worked yeah. up you know and the same yeah. the same before the actual game whereas when we went with uh, Gary for the Brentford game it was totally yeah different and you know wonder whether that made a difference who knows we'll never know will we but. I really don't think so you know you, you've got to, got to enjoy the moments where you go get to play it. you know stadiums like Wembley you know I'd absolutely I'd see no problem with what we did in terms of going the day before and taking in the atmosphere I think we watched the League One final when we went there we watched that first you know you can sample the atmosphere you can see the game um, see how the you know the two teams are playing and really sample it and you know it's just because we lost on the next day it doesn't mean that was the reason why you know we could quite easily have won that game and everyone was saying oh it was a perfect preparation and that and that you know a hundred different ways for a football game but at the end of the day it's what happens on the pitch that day it shouldn't really affect it in any way um, yeah. but for a club like Yeovil to be involved in that that league one final was, it was a, you know, a great occasion so I think we were right to soak it up in a way and get used to it and used to the atmosphere and I really don't think that had any bearing on the result oh about really your don't. superior knowledge sir it was somebody called Lee. his first name was Lee come on help me not Lee Morris. Yes, that's it. Was that? Yeah, Morris, yeah. Yeah, uh, he felt that was that was the reason. But anyway, who who knows? We'll never know anyway. So yeah. it's kind of academic, isn't it? Really? Yeah. But anyway, so on to Rotherham, back up north again. Um, yeah. 2008, 2010, 34 appearances, two goals. Come on. That's a... Yeah, two, two in one game, that one, H. Was it? Um, I cut in, yeah, it was season against Morecambe away. Yeah. Um, I've cut in twice onto my left foot outside the box and curled the first top corner and the second one into the bottom corner. Yeah. Um, just like a bus, never scored in my, in my career, apart from in the wrong goal. Yeah. And then uh, pop up with two. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it started really well at Rotherham. Yeah. Um, started really well. And then I think 10 games in, I dislocated my right shoulder, uh. which then put me out for three months. And then it was a struggle ever after that. Which yeah. Yeah. It must be difficult when you're a professional and you do get an injury and, you know, it immediately. It is, especially when things are going really well. Because I remember at Yeovil, things were going really well. We were doing well in the league. I was playing well. And then I, I injured my knee. Um, and off the back of that injury uh, physio at the time who was at the club um, oh what was the physio Tony Farmer um, no it was uh, Phil... the guy from Southampton oh uh, Southampton uh, I'm having that senior moment now yeah um, Jim jo- Jim Joyce yes Jim Joyce Jim Joyce he was Jim Joyce yeah yeah um, he oversaw my rehab um, and we saw a specialist who said look because this injury's happened now four times there's clearly an issue um, so he scoped me and actually found what was the issue and reconstructed my um uh, medial collateral ligament um, so that was repaired and that was a three month outlay for me so mm. trying to get back into the team when everyone's playing well after that was slightly hard yeah, I um, and then the team were doing so well um, so yeah it's injuries bad. there's never a good time to pick up an injury um, but yes at Rotherham ten, 10 games in dislocated right shoulder that was another 3 months 3-4 months out so um, they didn't so start that, calling you sick though wouldn't it cheers for that they'd have shot me if it's been a horse yeah <laughs> um, yeah it's one of them things do you want to remember I, I, I was coming back from my shoulder playing in the resi game for, for Rotherham yeah. um, it was York away um, and got caught with a late tackle um, ruptured my, um, my ankle ligaments out for another 2 months yeah. that was literally my first season at Rotherham wiped out through apart from Pep playing 10 games at the start scoring two goals 
and then after that, two injuries, and then don't play till the next season. So mm, difficult, yeah, isn't it? Testing time sometimes playing H. Yeah, um, not easy at times. Well, it's good. Not, but, good yeah. job. I know you as well as I do, so I can take the Mickey occasionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good to let you know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're up there, and I'm down here, so I'm all right. Um, yeah, more musical epics. We've now got the Killers and Mr. Brightside. was the killers and mr brightside stockport county next 2010-12 still around home then really if, if you cast manchester as home which i'm presuming you do yeah um up back at home yeah 37 appearances there how did you get on there um things went okay um we were as a team we struggled as a club we struggled as well i think from board level i think there was probably there was issues you know further up other than just the team the things going on in the background that first season i was there we had a four manager um, i think the, the remit for the season when we first started was because we 
we'd just been relegated from League One was to avoid relegation at all costs. Yeah. Um, we we got to Christmas time and we were about eight points clear of the relegation zone with you know a number of teams below us. Um, and then we lost a couple of games on the bounce and they decided to sack Paul Simpson. Um, and like I say, we were probably outperforming our expectations for the season. Um, and they sacked Paul Simpson. Care, I think we had a caretaker manager um, and then a few others. That, that season I had, we had four managers and it just from sacking Paul Simpson it just went downhill we never really recovered a longer losing run until eventually getting relegated at the end of the season and it was a real shame I was still one of the only three players that were still contracted for, for the following season um, but we had Didi Haman come in who probably had a budget to fit into um, and had to make changes to the playing staff and behind the scenes and he told me that when he came in that I wouldn't play he would try and release me so, well that's fair enough I find another club you know I'll happily go but the time it was it didn't happen no one came in um, there was no interest and I ended up staying until January until he then got sacked um, he actually asked me to play a few games before he got before he got sacked I came back in we won two games on the bounce um, and then he got sacked after that and then we had a, another manager Gerial change. Jim Gannon came in, um, and then I left in January. Went and played part time at Altrincham, mainly because it was on the doorstep. Um, there wasn't really any other option. I think at that point, I kind of got to the place where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. Um, I don't enjoy it. It kind of felt like my career had fizzled out, the level I didn't want to play at. Um, so I took the decision to for qualification that I've done previously, mm. myself up on a fitness and personal group training kind of looked down that avenue and played part time um, so did that with all two months at the end of the season and then decided that it was just no longer for me it was didn't want to play anymore um, just had my first daughter and didn't want to be relying on football for the rest of my life so no. I made the big and bold decision to, to quit and how old um, were you I then? Did, and it was, uh, I was as a female she's now eight um, so I would have been I think I'd just turned 30 time for another song now and it's R. Kelly and he's the world's greatest can see clearly if anybody acts you who I am just stand up tall look them in the face and say I'm that star up in the sky I'm that mountain peak up high hey I made it I'm the world's greatest and I'm that little bit of hope when my back's against the ropes I can feel it World's greatest, the world's greatest, the world's greatest ever. I am a giant, I am an eagle, oh, I am a lion down in the jungle. I am a marching band, I am the people, oh, I am a heaven hand. I am a hero If anybody asks you who I am Just stand up tall Look them in the face and say I'm that star up in the sky I'm that mountain peak up high Hey, I made it I'm the world's greatest And I'm that little bit of hope When my back's up against the ropes I can feel it World's greatest In the ring of life I'll reign love I will reign And the world will know Greatest. Whoa. I'm that star up in the 
final furlong here with um, uh, Mark and uh, that one was called uh, The World's Greatest 38 so I just turned 30 so in terms of being able to play physically no, I, I, I genuinely think I could probably still play now um, but mentally I just don't want to oh, um, so fair enough uh, yeah it was a decision yeah a decision that I made and decision that I'm quite pleased that I made because a lot of the, the guys I played with now are coming to the end of their careers and finding themselves in that boat where they're not sure what they're going to do Mm, mm. Um, and I've already been through that and done it um, so it's quite nice now to be on the outside of football and you know, not to have not having that worry of you know have a play in this week yeah, all yeah. the things that football brings um, it's a bit so. uncertain life isn't it in the context that you know you get these short relatively speaking short contracts and then well you know. yeah you know I never spent more than two years at a club after United you know, mm. a year at Sunderland a year at Hull do it Yeovil to at Rotherham 18 months at Stockport um, you know, I never really put down any roots and you know every club that I went to I planned on putting down route um, yeah. but with I was probably young and naive maybe um, but looking back now you know I wish I hadn't have done that and kind of rented and you know played it that way type thing especially now that I'm back where I'd originally started back in Manchester so mm. um did, you live and learn. did David Poole sign for us when you were there? Um, was Poolie there? Can't no, I don't think he was. I think Poolie come and he gone. Um, I think he was a stopport at that time. What about what about Richard Jones? He was another Richard one. Jones was Richard Jones came second season. I was there. He signed on loan. He had I think three months with us. Yeah, that's which right. Which is one of the reasons why I signed the gaffer at the time. Uh, Russell Slater said, "Which you know, obviously, you know, Richard could have just have with him." I think we had the same agent at the time as well. Hmm. Uh, first I had a word with him he actually he speak with us for a few nights well we yeah. kind of settled in a little bit um, but yeah no um, yeah Rich came I think he had three months and then went back to my new right we've got Mark's last bit of quality music quality sorry um, it's called Regulate by Warren G Regulators we regulate any stealing of his property we're damn good too but you can't be any geek off the street Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean, earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up! It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E. So I could get some phones, rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC, on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm stuck. These girls peeping me, I'm on glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want a bigger, better thing? Than some horny tricks I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself 
I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up, and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight pound for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut, and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the clip, and one in the hole. Nate Dogg is about to make somebody's turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling, it's a tad bit late. Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate. Switching my mind back into freak mode If you won't skirt, sit back and observe I just left a gang of those over there on the curb Now they got the freaks and that's a known fact Before I got jacked, I was on the same track Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E and me The woman to the G Just like I thought, they were in the same spot In need of some desperate head A Nate dog and the G child Were in need of something else. One of them Sexy as hell, I said, ooh, I like your size She said my chords broke down and just sing real nice Would you let me ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell The next stop is the east side by Warren G. So, what are you doing now then, uh, Mark? Uh, I've got my own fitness business, mate. So I do um, large group training sessions. Um, it's called MRK5 Fitness. There's a little mm. plug for it. Not that I'm going to be coming down to Oval, but um, it's going really well, mate. Classes are really popular. I've just had a class this morning, or I've had four classes this morning. Um, had over 60 people come along, so mm. um, things are going really well. Um, I really enjoy what I do. I've got two girls. I've got my wife, Jenna. Um, and yeah, genuinely love what I do. Um, similar to, similarly to when I first started playing football, and you know, I, I loved what I did. Um, but just towards the end, it, it wasn't like that. So I'm lucky that I've still got a job that you know I thoroughly enjoy. I suppose um, the only downside like- to your job at the moment, really, would be your own fitness. In the context that you know, if you if you got an injury doing what you're doing, showing the people how to stay fit yeah true I try and keep away from you know anything too extreme Mm. a few of my mates have asked me to play best football Um, I played once for them I was like oh my word I'm never never playing again Um, so I don't really you know play football anymore or um, have any connections in that sense Uh, most of my gym work is done in the gym so there's nothing too extreme or anything like that Mm. Um, I did do a coast to coast bike ride last month Um, that was to raise um, some money for charity which I thoroughly enjoyed Um, some of the hills that were coming down um, on that were quite quite hairy and quite scary Um, but no I look after myself mate I try and make sure that I don't put myself in too much danger Um, there's no skiing trips and water skiing and things like that but Mm, mm. um, I do enjoy what I do so I am looking at well that's good and it's it's really good to sort of catch up with you after all these years now yes for sure always good to speak good eight years and eight or nine years that's for sure yeah since what year was it that I left you over now I must have been born of this year left in 2008-9 yeah yeah 2008 
2009, yeah. Mm. Uh, been a while, I've still got my house. Um, I rent that out, so oh, I'm right, sure, yeah. I'll be, I'll, sure I'll have to come down there at some point to inspect some, um, I suppose at some point to try and sell it as well. So, well when you, um, when you yeah, do, make sure time, you give me a call, mate. I will hit you up, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, it's been years since I've last been there, literally years. So, but no, next time I'm back, mate, I'll hit you up, sure. Good. Okay, Mark, well, thank you ever so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. It's nice to go back over the years and the, the oval years in particular and I suppose the best game being the Forest game and that was that was something I spent most of us will never forget coming back from that such a such a you know a bad scoreline to, to, to win like that was incredible wasn't it yeah um, yeah it's been a pleasure mate um, but yeah that game in particular you know will stand out the fact that we were 2-0 down from the first leg and you know Forest literally thought they'd walked into the final mm. uh, and to go then to you know the Forest ground and, or the City ground and turn them over um, in emphatic fashion as well mm. uh, play really well Slade got a standing ovation when he left that day yeah he was a Nottingham lad a Nottingham Forest fan wasn't he oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was one of the most amazing games I was involved in that, that turnaround at the City ground so yeah fond memories mate mm. memories for sure Good, good. Well, as I say, it's been really great talking to you again. Thanks very much for joining us. I will text you um, the details as to when it's on air, so you can have a listen. And uh, we, we can we can relive our senior moments of uh, forgetting people. For sure, mate. Trying to remember names. Jim Joyce and who's the other one? Uh, Lee Morris. Lee Morris. There we go. Wasn't yeah. mentioned. Cheers, good, mate. good. Okay, Mark. It's great talking to you, mate. Speak to you soon. Yeah. Nice one, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Well, that brings us to the end of another Glover's Golden Oldie. Make sure you join us again next Monday at 9 o'clock when we'll have another ex-player talking to us about his career with Yeovil and other clubs. The heart is a blue Traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful Three Valleys radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewitt Park.